welcome to the podcast panel show that wants to do the right thing in any situation. For example, what is the correct way to leave a burning hotel or have sex at work? The answer to both is quickly and not in the lift. <laughs> I'm Danielle Ward and with me trying to do the right thing today, on my left, a woman just pretty enough that if she were missing it would be commercially viable for the tabloids to report on the search. <laughs> Fingers of a genius, surname of a serial killer. It's Jeremy Lim. And on my right, it's not Michael Legg because he's gone to Belfast by mistake. Instead, it's Howard Reed. And with him, bad play, bad musical, and now bad panel show appearance. It's Paul Litchfield. It's time for the first round: the importance of being right. The importance of being right. In this round, I give each team a scenario and they have to tell me the right thing to do according to some answers I found in Admiral Internet Space Trousers. <laughs> Margaret and Jeremy, it's your scenario first. You've just escaped from a live dramatisation of Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> it wasn't anywhere near as sexy as you'd imagined, and everyone spoke like they were insane. On the, way home, on the way home, you both need a bit of cheering up, so pull into a paint-your-own-mug place. You love those places. <laughs> However, the owner has left the lid off her tarantula tank, and before long, you've got a hairy beast poking its way up your leg. But according to the worst-case scenario handbook, what is the best way to deal with a tarantula on your leg? Um, aren't you supposed to look it in the eye and sort of try and make them feel at ease, uh, and then... Make the spider take their, feel at ease. Take the rucksack off. No, that's terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important for it to know that you're screaming with it, not at it. <laughs> Where is the tarantula? It's on, on your, your leg. leg. Is it sort of going up or down? Do we know? Up. Or it's going up. Definitely going up. Oh, in which case, what you do is you pretend uh, you sit around a dinner table like in a carry-on film, and then <laughs> and then think you're being felt up by anyone sat around you. <laughs> You see, Jeremy here is accurately quoting Carrying Up the Jungle. Um, we are in a paint-your-own-mug shop, which is mainly frequented by children, though. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. That complicate things at all. Yeah, I think what you do is you lay very still, turn on Netflix, if you have it, uh, and uh, you watch The Fly. Because uh-huh. spiders, of course, like flies. But what no, you do Jeff is you, uh, you have the volume down very low, and the spider will naturally approach the television going, I can't hear a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then lamp it yeah. with a lamp. A very good answer. Yeah, I think that's pretty feasible. Could you dance a tarantella? <laughs> <laughs> and it would flick off naturally. No? All right. Are you scared of um, creepy crawlies? Howard, would you live in a country that had scorpions and poisonous spiders as part of a way of life? When you say as part of a way of life, is that <laughs> diet or you have to sleep on them? Because I used to, as a teenager, I had pet snakes. Really? And, uh, uh, yes, not big dangerous ones, but red sun garter snakes. Uh, my wife has a massive, massive phobia of snakes. Yeah. I don't have one anymore, but I've tattooed my penis. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin Andrew works on a poultry farm in Kent, but that's by the by. But he has a snake, and uh, it's a proper boa constrictor, and he went to sleep and it came out of its... Uh, it's, it's not box, is it? It's cage. Vivarium. It came out of its bungalow. Vivarium. And it started to digest his wrist. What? Yeah. Digest his wrist? No, it's not just constricting. Common misconception. No, no, but if you, no, to digest it, you'd have to get all the stomach. Their stomach starts behind the eyes. So what has he got? <laughs> <a stomach>? <laughs> <laughs> just right behind the eyes is officially the. That is why snakes never put on weight. <laughs>
Because <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all these, he had to because... snap its head off. Oh my god! And it was his own pet. He wasn't happy about it, but he had to do it. But he had a lovely bangle. Off. He did. <laughs> <laughs> I was bitten by my pet snake called Griff. Named after Griff Rhys Jones. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, and because they, they they can't spit things out because their teeth only go one way. You just stuck them on my fingers going. Ah. <laughs> oh, that doesn't really work on a podcast. I'll try this. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and I had to, I had to flick, flick, I had to flick him off. That isn't uh, <laughs> euphemism for. Wank. It's very hard to wank off a snake. Yeah, they don't have clitorises. Can you wank the whole snake? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the whole snake. snake. Goes, that would be weird. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, the Phantasmagorica. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Dawn Treader. The Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't. Well. This wasn't a, an area I wanted to get into particularly. Um, well, let, let's discuss tea, Tannic, shall we? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <perfect>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was waiting for you to finish to say that. I didn't even check. <laughs> I have a tea based anecdote, and it's horrible. Let's a horrible tea but I feel the need to share. The first job I ever had was working for Mother's Pride, and my job, because I was a tiny chap, was to crawl into the ovens. Uh, because they, they were the size of football pitches, and it was too expensive to turn them off. Paul, so did you grow just... up in the 18th century? No, I grew up in Devon, which ah, I believe yes, is close enough. Same. Close enough. Um, <clears throat> and uh, because they were such huge industrial ovens, they just open up the cooling tanks and we crawl in and clean them. But anyway, that's by the by. My foreman one day, we're having a tea break, and he said to me, would you like a chocolate digestive with your tea? And I went, uh, yeah, thank you. And he gave me a digestive, and I thought nothing of it. But he sort of looked at me in a coquettish way and said, would you like another chocolate digestive with your tea? And I just went, um, yeah. And I was only about 13 and very scared of this strange man. And I just went, there's no chocolate on my digestives. And then he said, and I quote, the chocolate has melted off because of the heat of my knob. <laughs> and then I left the job. Did you report him, Paul? Is this your way of reporting? <laughs> yeah, this is now my way of reporting. Yeah. Did it look like it was a digestive where the chocolate melted off? Or did Do you know what? It sort of did. It did look oh, like a digestive. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's the terrible amendum to this whole story. He must, have, he must have rolled it round to get... <laughs> Unless it was so hot that just anything vaguely near it would melt. Oh, it possibly, yeah. yeah. Just fire really? I can oh, understand yeah. a Cadbury's <laughs> finger because you could align that with the shaft and get on with your day. <laughs> You'd have to rotate it then. Of course. Yeah. I thought your horrible story was going to be about someone dying in the oven. <laughs> really disappointed. <laughs> really Sorry to disappoint you about that. No, no one died in our ovens. Um, so, uh, which would you put in your cup first, the tea or the milk? See, I'm, I'm using a tea bag. This is tea. how common I'm being. I'm using yeah. a tea bag and a mug in my head. There's nothing I'm, wrong with the tea bag. Yeah. How much better can it Not, get? That's either way, I'd put the tea in first if it was from a pot. You've obviously never a... tried my Fabergé tea. No, <laughs> no. no, it's tea first, then milk. No, I think that's just um, a weird etiquette thing. A lady on Woman's Hour said it didn't matter. <laughs> Producer still... Ben, what are the actual answers? <laughs> well, no one gets any points. Oh! oh. OK, don't use previously boiled water, because uh, that will have less dissolved oxygen in it, which will bring out the flavour. Um, whisk well, it. You whisk it first. There's some good weird tips in here. Whilst waiting for the water to boil, pre-warm a ceramic teapot. To do this, pour in quarter of a cup of water and heat it in a microwave oh. oven on full power for one minute. What? Swing, swilling hot water in the pot is not good enough, apparently. Um, Who says? Place... One round of teaspoon of loose leaf Assam tea per cup into the pot. Take the pot to the kettle as it boils. Pour water onto the leaves and stir. Leave it to brew for three minutes. Caffeine infusion is largely complete within the first minute. Oh, fuck off. Um, <laughs> tea bag is absolutely fine. How good can it fucking get is tea? Okay? Fucking tea. And Mind you, instant coffee is disgusting. <laughs> okay, final point from these chemists. <laughs> Drink the tea at between 60 to 65 degrees centigrade to avoid vulgar slurping. <laughs> I'm back on board. <laughs> at the end of that round, I think the scores are even. <laughs> and now it is time for agony. Oh, no! 
round, our panel are going to arbitrate over the problems of our audience, like King Solomon or Jeremy Kyle, by which I mean their advice will usually involve cutting a baby in half. <laughs> <laughs> that, Let's test them out with a real problem sent to a real agony aunt. Margaret, can you read this, please? Dear Agni Aunt, I gave birth to our firstborn, a girl, just four weeks ago. We chose to name her Clementina after my late mother. But now our best friends have also just given birth to a little girl and they decided to call her Clementina too. They say there's no ownership on names and it was the wife's great aunt's middle name and they like it. They virtually said like it or lump it. They knew how special this name was to me. Am I silly to feel so hurt? I wonder if you can tell by the tone in which I read that. <laughs> Whether I think she's Can I just point a point of clarity? Sure. Clementina 2. Is that... Yeah. How's that spelled? Is that, is that Roman numerals 2 or is that T-double-O? Clementina 2. Her be middle name's The Reckoning. The <laughs> <laughs> sequel, baby. Paul, no. what advice would you offer? Them? I don't know. Um, make the babies fight to the death. <laughs> <laughs> the winner keeps the name. So One of them could be called Clem. Oh, Clem's a nice name. For, for a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> or a My prime dad. minister. Uh, <laughs> topical. <laughs> yeah. My dad had a friend at work called Frank Widgey <laughs> And he had a paper mache leg. So that's your advice to this lady? Yeah, that's my advice, yes. Look at my father's past. My, uh, my mum's got two brothers called Stephen. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Because her mum forgot. Stephen, Paul, Anna, and Stephen. I actually got a, a letter from the council recently that said. Uh, you were visited on May the 24th by Sunday on a banjo. <laughs> and, I thought, and I thought, no, I wasn't, because I'd remember that. <laughs> a man called Sunday on a banjo had come round to talk to me about my leaky roof. That's a Smith's and, dog, isn't it? That's but brilliant. amazingly, I did meet him. I did meet him. He was a very, very serious man. Oh, I never well, would have, have I wouldn't have mocked his name. There was a letter that came through my door addressed to someone called Cleopatrilla. Obviously, Cleopatra is a bit ordinary, isn't it? You need to frill it up a bit. Also, I played at a wedding once uh, where the bride was called Scheherazade. Ooh. And she was getting married to someone whose surname was Sprunt. <laughs> I, um, I've got a friend who worked at the uh, birth registry in, um, in the Deep South. And uh, she had a few good names. And, um, but one of them, was, there was a pair of twins, a boy girl and uh, a boy girl. A boy and a girl, yeah. even. A boy girl, I'm a pair of twins. And the dad was called Vernon, okay? So the boy was called Vernon. Guess what the girl was called? Vernona, do I hear? No? Anyone else? She Vernon. <laughs> That's Vernon. That is an awesome name, isn't it? She Vernon. That's amazing. Anyway, Clementina is the name that we're yeah. discussing. All right. <laughs> Do you have children? I do. And how would you feel if one of your friends... See, we had this... Uh, my oldest is called Samson. At his first nursery, when he was about two, there was another w woman with a son called Samson. And she was really pissed off. She had exactly this sort of... No, you can't... There can't be... He's called Sam. She, she rechristened our son, Sam. <gasps> Yeah. Oh. Did you rechristen her prick? Yeah, we did. <laughs> then what's the actual answer? The Agony Aunt says, What's in a name? Much more than we think. In the 70s, when dozens of my friends joined religious cults, I always got confused. <laughs> <laughs> Do dozens is at least 24. 
I always got confused when Jolly Old Julia suddenly shipped up as Manjana, or, Go or Goofy Young Rodney reappeared as Vishnu. So, this was in the Independent. So your friends should be asked how they think Paula Yates would feel if a close friend called her own children Fifi Trixabel and Tiger Lily. I'm not sure she's bothered now. Well... <laughs> These friends really lack sensitivity and kindness. Perhaps you should go round to see them and ask, with genuine puzzlement, what dreadful thing you've done to make them hurt you so much. What? <laughs> this emotional blackmail may make them feel uncomfortable enough to reconsider their choice of name. Whatever the outcome, I can't see how your relationship will ever be without bitterness in the future. <laughs> Brilliant, thanks. Well, I think I get a point there for answering the question. Yeah, Margaret definitely gets a point. One <laughs> big fat boring yes! <laughs> Now, earlier on, we asked members of our audience if they had any problems they'd like our panel to advise them on and then dismiss them, like the joke was, we all are. Uh, it's Lizzie here, Lizzie with the boyfriend. Right, so Lizzie's, Lizzie's problem is... Oh, are you the boyfriend? This is Lizzie's problem. My boyfriend keeps walking around the house naked and washing his balls in the sink without closing the door. Is it kitchen sink or bathroom sink? Bathroom. Okay. It's quite close to the kitchen, though. <laughs> this is disturbing his housemates and their mums. <laughs> what? How can I stop him? So, Lizzie. <laughs> so you live with some flatmates and, and a mum? Is that what it is? No. Uh, I live with three flatmates and the mums occasionally visit. Oh, I see. And you're still wandering around naked washing your balls when they visit. <laughs> How old are you? I'm stuck in that kind of mid-twenties bit. The 22. Stuck in <laughs> it. Stuck in it. Oh, the terrible 22. <laughs> That'll sort itself out naturally. You're 22, so I'm actually very pleased that you're washing your balls as often as you are, because it's quite Just unusual. his balls, though. Just <laughs> the balls. Just the balls. Listen, what is wrong the, with your balls? They're the, the worst offenders. Do you get the balls out Lizzie, of the sack to do Lizzie it? Lizzie is crying. <laughs> Why do you not use a shower? It's easier than getting fully unclothed. <laughs> well, I thought you were naked. Fully oh, unclothed. <laughs> so you, you just walk around with your balls out? Walking around. <laughs> it's but you put on your clothes to wash your balls. Is that, is that what's going on? Where do you work? Do you have a job? Where do you work? If so, cannot disclose. What? Cannot disclose. He's what a spy. So you're getting a lot of dust on your balls, a lot of detritus <laughs> on your balls at your work, which is why you need to clean them. With some sort of special pouch that's got detergent and water in it that you could clamp around your balls. Um, so it just whenever it, you felt the need to wash, you could just have a little shimmy. And, uh, just a bit of splash. There's a lot of potential in that. Yeah. Maybe we go into business and try and, try and market that to the 22-somethings. Lizzie... I'm quite a lot older than you, though, so my balls, I need a bigger bag. <laughs> suggest, Lizzie, is that you bring it up in some really embarrassing yeah. way yeah. Um, <laughs> in front of a lot of people that neither of you know and that might sort of drop the hint. Fly. The only advice I could give you is to go out with someone else. Oh. Oh. I'll just say best of luck with all your endeavours. <laughs> um, was there any advice from the panel that was particularly helpful, Lizzie? The ball washing system seemed quite good. Points to how Now, in this round, our panel will see just how poor their grasp of real life is living in their media ivory towers. 
because they must try and guess what the right thing to do in a situation is according to our expert special guest, who this week is Headmaster David Whitehead. Woo! Hello David. Hello Danielle. Um, what sort of school do you Good evening, Mr. Whitehead. Good evening, everybody. What's the first um, ten? <laughs> um, yeah, it's a primary school. Are you a friendly, approachable headmaster, or are you one of those evil ones like on the telly? Uh, I like to think I'm friendly and approachable. That's very nice to know. Well, what the panel have to do is you get one minute to ask David a number of questions uh, to try and find out a little bit more about him. And then we will set a scenario and you have to guess what he would do in that situation. So, uh, Margaret, would you like to start um, Yes, I would. Uh, how many children a week crack their head open at your school? Because, because it used to happen really, really regularly at mine and I, I fear it's a lost art. It is. And that's because of health and safety, unfortunately. Oh. That ridiculous thing, yeah. yeah. Maybe a couple of years now. Not a couple of years? Year. Oh, high. man. Yeah. Jeremy, do you have a question? Do you think tickling should be reintroduced? <laughs> For certain lessons, yes. Yeah. Do you have one of those hats? <laughs> Do you mean a mortarboard? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I don't. No, Spiking, no, no. I'd love to have one. And um, and who do you think you are? <laughs> who do I think I am? Probably Mr. Bronson from Great Hill, I think. Yeah. Has anyone ever thrown a sausage on a fork? At you? <laughs> <laughs> it's my lifetime's ambition oh, to actually stage yeah. that. Do you believe in capital punishment? <laughs> Straightforward uh, question. Yes or no answer. Quick cut. I think it depends. No, no, I don't think. So you don't want to hit them? That's, That's corporal punishment. punishment. Paul. Capital punishment's hanging. <laughs> to hit them to death, you know. Depends how hard yeah, you hit them. Thank you, Joe. Yes, hit them to death. <laughs> no, Tick, I don't, tickle I don't, them to death. I don't agree with corporal punishment either, though. No. Yeah. Well, now you know David as more than some Mrs. McCluskey wannabe. Maybe you can second guess what he'd do in some typical headmaster scenarios. Here is the first one. It is time for morning break. You are looking forward to a soft biscuit and a hard cup of tea. As you walk through the playground, you hear a young boy calling a group of girls and load of bomb heads. You tell him off for bad language, but hold off on the poor grammar. That's Mr. English's job. And expect that to be an end of it. But as you turn to walk away, you hear him shout, Whatever, you big four-eyed twat. What is the right thing to do in this situation? What do you think David would do in that situation? I think he would um, flick on the Vs and say, I don't even wear specs. And, mm -hmm. well, I think, based on his answers from earlier, he would say, Danny Kendall, I shall see you in my office at 4pm. Uh, Paul, what would you do in that situation? Or what do you think David would do? Yeah, I, don't know. I think he's a sly old fox. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he licks his lips a lot, which a headmaster should never do. <laughs> um, oh, do you have a harvest festival? Uh, we do, yes. Do you yeah. beat the children? <laughs> I'm just trying to get it out of you. No, no. Do you have a problem with bad language at your school? Not that I'm aware of, but I'm sure that there is bad language in every school. I mean, any head that says there's not is lying, quite frankly. Do you think the last day, on the last day of the school there should be a correct swearing lesson? The English teacher yeah. should say, okay. Well, that's sex education, yeah, that's, that's what we do. Sex education in a primary school? Britain's gone bonkers. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What? But do you tackle? Well, the basics. No. The basics. You know, do you do? Washing your balls in the sink, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. They've got lower sinks in schools, haven't they? Yeah. Especially yeah. for that. Because yeah. <laughs> all we had at school, even when, I, when we all we had at school was self plant reproduction. Yeah. This is always about someone's <coughs> stamen. I always thought I had a stamen. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, David, can you tell us what you would do in this situation? Well, I think Margaret was hitting on something. I, I do wear glasses normally, but I've got contacts in tonight. So it depends if I'm wearing glasses, because if I'm wearing glasses, then they're probably right. Um, <laughs> but, so you uh, go by factually accurate insults yeah, there. It's That's really not low self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> I would follow the school's discipline policy. Beating. And, um, would, um, I would probably get their parents in and, and have a beat word them. with them. <laughs> You're allowed to beat the parents, aren't you? Yeah, yeah beating the parents, surely it's fine. They're allowed to beat you back, though. That's the yeah, tricky yeah. thing about... Yeah. It's, just, it's just fighting. It's a minefield. Um, well, let's move on to scenario number two, see if any of you do any better. It's the school trip to Paris. Yay! Kissing on the back of the bus, sneaking a naughty glass of wine, doing your wee-wees in public. It's every child's dream. <laughs> you, however, do a head count after using the metro and realise that a boy has gone missing. Not one of the good ones, but you probably have to make an effort to find him anyway. After a frantic half hour of searching the station, a bemused Frenchman comes up to you with the boy and explains that they were on the train at the end of the line. Phew, he's safe. But he knows you lost him and might tell his parents. So what is the right thing to do in this situation? What do you think David did in this situation? One of those things from Men in Black. <laughs> do they shoot like that? I think you are overestimating the technology available to rural headmasters. <laughs> Can you threaten him with expulsion? But do you think that would put off the little boy telling his parents? Children are very suggestible, so you could just make out it was basically their fault. Yeah. Say, that was a stupid thing to do. You could have got in very big trouble. You could have got oh, the school in big trouble. You've let idea. yourself down. You've let the school down. I You've let mankind down. down. I think you'll go down the line of saying to the little boy, if you tell your parents, I will kill them. Because <laughs> <laughs> It's just you, Daniel. <laughs> um, what, David, any of those answers near what you would do? Um, not really, no. Um, <laughs> you'd have to be up front. Uh, you'd have to get the parents in and tell them because the child would go home and tell them anyway. We'd have to get to the bottom of why they sort of wandered off and... Uh, Exactly. Why they wandered off, not why uh, you lost them. Why they, yeah, because, you know, right, yeah. I think just go, end of initiative test. Well done, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> You're definitely through to the next round. Yeah. Here's the gun. <laughs> <laughs> was anybody close? They weren't, were they? No Not, one not really. Close. No. Oh, well. They're what? very sensible, aren't they, teachers? Well, he has to be. Someone might listen to What's it. What's the craziest thing you've ever done to a child? <laughs> <laughs> Within the syllabus. <laughs> I think the worst thing I've ever done was I left a child out in the rain for half an hour. Uh, um, no, it wasn't as bad as that. I was coming back from lunch and uh, quite lunch. A, it was uh, <laughs> no, not, that, not on that day. And uh, it came across a, a very long playground in my, my classroom, and um, this child was messing about in the line, and so I made him stand by the window of the mobile, took the class in, forgot to do the register first, and it was raining. And about half an hour in, remembered to do the register and called his name and um, one of the children put their hand up and just said, uh, Mr Whitehead, he's, um, he's outside and he was at the window, <laughs> grappling onto the window, soaked, so I just put him by the radiator for the rest of the afternoon and um, I didn't, actually I didn't tell his parents in that instance, I just, um, ah. I was young, I was young. Sack him, sack him, sack him. <laughs> formed an attachment. I am... Um... <laughs> what if the child was part aspirin? <laughs> Didn't think of that, did you? <laughs> so did I. But David, um, is there anything you would like to plug while you're here? <laughs> Look out for next year's Geography A-level, it's going to be amazing. 
we'll have a fake next year or something. So. final round. Let's see what the scores are looking like. Producer Ben? Both teams have two points. Now we're going to do the wrong thing. In this round, I want the panellists to tell me what they think is the wrong thing to do in any given situation. The wrongest answer will win you £4 worth of used scratch cards. <laughs> the round will end when producer Ben's horn goes off. <laughs> okay, here goes. You suspect your partner is having an affair. What is the wrong thing to do? Wash your balls. <laughs> Exhume the corpse of Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty wrong. Just ignore it all and hope it goes away. Yes. <laughs> you have the power of attorney over Tom Cruise. <laughs> what is the wrong thing to do? Wedge him. That's the wrong thing to do. During a family dinner, you notice your mother-in-law has a blob of food on her face. What is the wrong thing to do? Divorce. Wedge her. <laughs> Have intense sex with her. <laughs> and then jizz it off her face. <laughs> From the inside uh, out. Or... <laughs> that you can read people's minds from their smell. Ah. What is the wrong thing to do? Ask them to fart their pin number. <laughs> Say, is that Chanel number five or are you thinking of buying a boat? <laughs> ben is thinking of ending the round. <laughs> well, just like the life of someone with the Black Death who is stubbornly into homeopathy, that was all over too soon. Did you spend what the final scores? Well, one team have four and one team have five. <gasps> but who? The team with five are Howard and Paul! Yeah! Well, well done, Howard and Paul. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. Goodbye! Thank you.